Hey everyone, it's Matt Harmon from the Yahoo Fantasy Football Show. Are you sad there's no fantasy football going on right now? Yeah, me too. I've got good news for you though. It is fantasy baseball season right now. Join a public league, join an instant draft, or create a league with your buddies before opening day. It's Yahoo Fantasy Baseball time. Sign up for the 2024 fantasy baseball season at yahoo.com slash fantasy baseball or on the Yahoo Fantasy app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. (laughs) Thank you. Someone clip that. I'm not playing in your league unless I can draft myself. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of football, I live a pretty boring life. With Matt Harmon. This is an anti-getting-greedy podcast here. I've been seeing you guys' podcast have blown up here recently, so glad to get on. It's Wednesday, January 11th. It's a brand new year for Eckler's Edge. It's the final uh, episode, Austin. What's going on, buddy? How, how are things? The recap, man. The recap. Look, it's been it's been a journey. It's been a great journey. Um, every single week, get in here diagnosing what's going on in the week, the fantasy world, everything in between. Um, and I'm looking forward to this last episode and getting into some of this, uh, some of the the back looking um, perspective of how we've done this year. 100%. Um, I, I've said it a lot. I think this football season has been really fun. Uh, really, I've enjoyed doing all the work on it. But you know, most importantly, I think the games have been great. I think there's been a lot of really uh, interesting storylines to follow. So we'll dive into a lot of it uh, here on this show. We do have to start uh, with some good news. We're taping here on Monday, right around like 2.30 Pacific. Uh, and we found out today that DeMar Hamlin, uh, of course, Bill's safety. Everybody knows the story. DeMar Hamlin left the hospital in Cincinnati. He's returning. Uh, I believe he's going back to a hospital in Buffalo, but still huge progress. The news has been great. Um, it's been really fun to see him tweet during the game on Sunday. Austin, I, I just... I'm so glad that this is the where this story has gone here the last few days. Yeah, you know, we've seen, you know, not only the football community, but, you know, a lot of different eyes, even outside the football community, come around this story and kind of just shows um, the unity that sports can provide to our society. And, you know, to have this ending that's, well, not necessarily ending, but to have this, you know, ongoing and progress that's been made by DeMar that's kind of really been uplifting um, and positive is really great too, to see us all come together, support, and then it start to work out towards some type, some type of positive result is, is pretty special. And so hoping for a full recovery for DeMar, obviously. Um, and then just also just, I think it's a good thing to remind ourselves, like even me as a player, like, man, like, we're out here. We're part of the players' union in this community, and we're going against each other, beating each other up on Sundays. But at really, at the end of the day, like we care so much for each other at the same time. Oh, I, I think that's been one of the coolest things about this entire um, about this entire situation and everything that's happened is you know, I, I said this on the little post I put on the podcast when we canceled our episode. We canceled an episode after that, taking some time away from the show as we were letting this this all play out. You know, I said one of the things I'm 
I'm most proud that we've done particularly on Echo's Edge this year, but even really throughout the podcast has been reminding folks that these are human beings. And this was obviously what happened with uh, with Damar is like an extreme, you know, and, and scary example of like, hey, these are real guys out there doing real stuff. This is not just players on your fantasy team. This is not just numbers on right. the spreadsheet. But even beyond that, like seeing guys like Josh Allen, who we've talked to on the show, uh, you know, with Joe Burrow there, like two guys that are on completely different sides of the field, but being standing there next to each other going through this all, like it was a real reminder that, yeah, you guys are, yeah, you're competitive and you're competing. But at the end of the day, like the NFL is a brotherhood. And this has been an example of that. It truly is. It truly is. Um, I also think it's been great. We talk a lot about social media and how social media can be uh, a toxic place, right? But it was <laughs> it was great to see the good side of social media. I think you know, and, and kind of call back to Josh Allen's interview on the show where he, we asked him about what's it like playing with the Buffalo Bills fan base, Bills Mafia, and all that. And obviously, they really got the ball rolling on having people donate to Damara's toy drive, which he had previously set a goal at $2,500. Now that thing is like well over $7 million. That's been a, a great wow. – I mean, it's unbelievable. That's been a hell <laughs> – <laughs> like, I actually I laughed when I, first, when I was first reading about it that when I was doing, the, like I said, this little mini episode for the show. And it was like $2,500. I believe he set that goal back when he was like in college. He wasn't even an NFL player. Um, and now it's it's raised what it is. That's been an incredible uh, chapter of this story as well. Wow. Yeah. Talk about the power of numbers, right? Strength in numbers, strength in the community. Yeah, you talked about the positive parts of social media, which this is definitely, you know, highlighting that. Being being able to share what we what we know across it, being able to show our support for for Demar and the situation here is also being you know presented on full display, and yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, we have these tools. You know, it just depends on how we use them, and they can be used for good and can be used for some more toxic things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is definitely one of those where I'm like, yes, like good job, everyone. Like we're supporting, continue to support because it helps bring awareness to what's going on. It helps other people get involved as well. Um, so like I said, man, it's, it's very special. Um, what's been happening as far as the community and also very, very fortunate for, for DeMar to be coming out of the situation that he was in. Yeah. That's just the big thing is when all of those numbers were going up and up and up and up on the toy drivers. Like, I just can't wait for the moment where he can wake up and like see this, right. like actually get to experience that. Right. And the fact that we, we ended up getting that is exactly what played out is incredible. Uh, you know, all that matters is just getting him back to the point where he, he can live a normal life. And that's what it seems like the doctors right. uh, believe that that is going to happen. So it's great to see. And and I'm glad that, like I said, I'm just, I'm very thankful. And uh, I don't know. Uh, it was really cool. Did you see any jo of Josh Allen's like post game interview after uh, they ran the, like, you know, they run, they run the opening kickoff back not. for a touchdown, but um, yeah, I didn't see the game either. Yeah, yeah. He just got like really emotional about it. And it just does. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, players in the NFL far better than I do. But, you know, like I said, a guy that we had on the show was such a great guy to talk to, like just seeing him kind of experience that is it made it really jarring, at least for me, when we when the actual moment happened. But seeing like the joy afterwards, is just it's really cool to see. So shout out to Buffalo yeah, Bills. It's also going to be really, really fun to um, continue to follow DeMar and follow his progress back to full health um, and then see, you know, what's beyond that for him. Um, you know, he's in a position where you know, he's going to be able to, you know, looks like get himself back into full health. First off, that's the most important. And then also be able to also have an opportunity to shed light and, you know, be in a position to help others at the same time. So really excited for DeMar. Um, and I was just so thankful that he has made the recovery that he has so far. 
I mean, but he's gonna have to find something to do with seven million dollars. So that's a lot of toys. <laughs> a lot of, that is a lot of toys. I mean, that's I, a lot of toys. I, I don't, I don't know how much toys are running these days, but uh, when you got seven mil to drop on it, I mean, look uh, out, like local targets, local. I mean, Toys R Us. That's right. not, a, that's not a thing anymore, uh, which is a shame. I'm not sure. Uh, but I believe Amazon. Toys R Us is uh, is is deep sixed. But uh, I think that we could probably. You could maybe you could buy a whole Toys R Us back in the day with damn seven million dollars. I mean, give me a break. So uh, he's got a lot of work uh, ahead of him. That should be pretty exciting to watch, as you mentioned. Hey, let's talk about um, let's bring it back to fantasy football. And let's bring it back to you, Austin, because um, obviously we did not get to talk to you after week 17 uh, because we took a took a t- took some time off for Demar Hamlin. And I mean, buddy. We know that you love fantasy football. We know that you're all in on the whole fantasy football uh, experience, the community. But for you to go out and, I mean, you've had an incredible season this year. You're the running back one in PPR. You're the running back one in half PPR. We don't talk about, quote, standard because that's old school nonsense. Nobody plays that anymore, so who cares? But you had an incredible season all the way around. But then in week 17, bro, you go out and you drop an absolute hammer. Um, Yeah, you're a legend. You're a fantasy football legend pretty much because of that for all time. (laughs) Uh, there's, there's been a saying I've heard bald Jesus, I think is my nickname. In the bald, I, have I've, I have, not, have, I, have not, I have not heard bald Jesus, man. <laughs> I don't know. One of my, some of my, uh, my fantasy crew was letting me know that, Hey, people calling you bald, bald Jesus on Reddit and all this stuff. Bald uh, Jesus. I know I've, I have not seen that. You're breaking news to me. <laughs> All right, all right. So maybe it's not as popular as I thought. Maybe it's a couple getting knuckleheads just. Wait, we can me, but, um, if you would like. If you would like to be called. No, bald no, Jesus, no, no, no. We can no, make it happen. Let's not go there. Let's not. Let's not go there. Um, but anyway, man, it's yeah for that that game especially, man. Uh, championship weekend that was like cap it off, man. Just a whole sum of just my energy towards fantasy football was all in one game for the championship weekend to bring it home and uh, get a lot of people a win, I'm sure. And man, just the, the support that came pouring out of social media all over the place. Um, just it just reiterated, man, why I love to to tap into the fantasy community because there's so many passionate people about it uh, that are so passionate about football uh, fan, and fantasy football. And so when you're able to to do it at the right time, right? Timing is everything. Yeah. And uh, definitely came alive at the right time. <laughs> I mean, it, just about the perfect time. So, again, to go back to that Week 17 uh, performance, you got 30.1 points in Yahoo scoring, uh, 10 carries, 122 yards, two touchdowns, four catches on four targets for 39 yards against the L.A. Rams. And, and it's funny because you've talked at different times this year about – you feel like you're not having your best season or there's areas where you can improve. And I think, you know, part of that has been the running game, but you rip off 120. It almost, was it any sweeter for you being like, you know what? It wasn't those cutesy little catches, the cutesy little check down stuff. It was like running for 122 yards on a team that won the Super Bowl last year, even if they've been banged up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt good. It definitely felt good. I, you know, I can't, I can't lie about that. It's, that I've been, been getting stuffed for the past, you know, whatever week since the Browns game. Um, and so it finally felt good to rip off some big runs and have a high efficiency in the run game. Um, and it just shows, it just shows like the actual effectiveness of that in the game too. You know, we're our, right. both of our games where we've had over 30 points have uh, been when we run the ball, uh, effectively. And so it's like, man, like we got to get back to that in any way that we can. And we're trying. Um, so that's why it's kind of been a frustrating season for me because I know how important the run game is to our success. And when we're struggling, it, it's a direct representation of me and the O-line, right? Our, our whole organization, really, because it comes down to receivers blocking. Like, yeah. 
some good examples from like Keenan getting in there, you know, blocking safeties and stuff like that, springing touchdown blocks and, and getting me to the end zone. And so, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's tough because I got the ball in my hand and people look at the run game, they look at the running back. Okay. Right. Who you got at running back, you know? So yeah, that's why I would be critical of, of myself when it comes to this season, you know, is it, my best season. Um, I wouldn't say so because I don't, I don't really, like, I, I wouldn't say it's my worst season, but here's the thing. I don't, I don't really compare my seasons and to myself sure. based off of the numbers. It's like, how much was I able to grow? Right. How much did I, did I perform better from last year to this year? Like that's, that's how I measure uh, my like success. And so I would say it's a successful season because yes, I was able to have growth in my leadership. And I think my production on the field um, is trending in the right direction. And I was able to stay consistent. And that's one of the things you hear me talk about all the time, consistency. Um, and so based off of that grading rubric, I would say, yes, this was a successful regular season for myself. Yeah. And we talk about this a lot on the show with the, the like production, right? I mean, you objectively, by the numbers and by the fantasy scoring and all that, this is your best season, right? But there's yep. a lot of factors that go into play in any sort of stats, both good and bad. Like, I I mean, I love football. I know I love football just by the fact that nothing I, – I realized that this year too, I can't remember what game it was, but some running back threw like an incredible um, pass block to give like the quarterback that extra half seconds. And I, I did like that audible like, whew – Thing where I was like, "Wow, I'm a huge dork, dude." Uh, nobody should be that excited about running back pass protection, but that stuff, but that stuff gasses me up. Like receivers block and all that, but those are yeah. the things that don't come. Like we don't talk about on like highlights. Right. We don't talk about in fantasy, but it's all stuff that bleeds into production. Um, and that's why like just basic raw stats can sometimes tell a different story than what you guys actually experience on the field. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and then. You know, just even my little story that I was talking about how I measure my success, like my success is measured so differently than someone that's just crunching numbers and things like totally. that. Right. Um, the things that I'm talking about that make my season successful will directly lead to better numbers. But as from a player, we're not I'm not trying to mean in particular, I'm not trying to like, oh, I need to get to this many rushing yards and this. Um, it's more so being healthy, being consistent, being efficient. Um, but it comes down to those three. And so, yeah, for an entire team to be efficient, it comes down to, you know, those things that we don't talk about, you know, receivers throwing blocks, um, you know, the running backs making getting a little chip here and there to slow down to give, you know, the quarterback, you know, a quarter of a second. Um, it's D lineman chipping the running back coming out of the out of the you know backfield to slow him down. Like the, these little things that, you know, make the game within the game they go unseen because people are just watching the ball, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, it's like, you know, penguins at, at the zoo where they're just like following the food, right? Where's mm -hmm. the food at? Like, that's what, <laughs> yeah, where, where is it at? Over here, over there, you know? Um, but no, there's all these different things that are going on in between. And that's what makes football so, so intriguing and so complicated and so just amazing of a game because there's so much that goes into the preparation of it. And that's why we have, you know, so much buildup for these things um you know we need a week and then we need to you know we have so many meetings practices boom 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 getting them in because yeah it's simple but not easy right. and you've heard me say that before too there's just things like oh you need to go and you need to block the safety yeah yeah that sounds great on paper just go block the safety but then you have to physically go do that when a guy's his job is to not to not get, get right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we yeah. so often talk, I think especially in fantasy football, we so often, often talk about like, oh, this offense just like 
it really struggled against this defense. Well, like as if it just happened, like great defense just happens to great. It's like, no, those guys had a plan and, and you all, y'all have put together great defensive game plans against guys recently too. It's like, yeah, that's, a, that's an active thing that happens on defense too. That's trying to throw you guys off course. Right. Exactly. We are planning to move that way. They're planning to not let us move at all. <laughs> um, you know, so that's, that's the opposition. That's why it's so competitive. And that's why I love it, man. Well, Hey, it, again, there's a lot of factors that come into play in this, but like I said, regardless, by the numbers, this has been your best fantasy season for sure. A couple other points on this. You were on the most championship rosters for Yahoo Public Leagues. You were on 22.2% of the championship rosters for Public Leagues. Now, I know that 22%, that doesn't sound like that much or anything, but just to put it into context, only one other guy was over 20%, and that was Patrick Mahomes at 20.9%. Shout out to everybody letting Patrick Mahomes fall to like, you know, QB5 or whatever, and Anyways, whatever. Uh, everybody else in the top 10 was between like 17 to 14%. So again, by by the numbers, hell of a season by you. You did it at the right time. And that's why um, you in our pre-production meeting uh, or pre-show meeting before we ended up not doing the week 17 show, I remember you saying like, hey, nobody else wants to be the guy. Like, I'll be the guy. And it's like, yeah, you just also happen to be the best like fantasy uh, player right. in the game right now. That's, right. that's being the like, fantasy guy. It's been... It's- Things have been aligning, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, you put out a certain energy. I feel like you in some some way receive a certain energy back, right? So I'm putting out all of this effort to just show support to the fantasy community. You know, I'm working as hard as I can to continue to build myself up and add value to all these people in different ways. And, you know, along the lines with that, I'm also adding value in my own life, right? So I have I feel like I'm I'm pushing forward for so many different reasons and it helps me continue to grow as a person. And then obviously helps me uh, continue to to put up fantasy points and be a better player. Uh, I think the way that I take on the game, I would say helps me so much because I don't really get burnt out because I'm really just I'm looking for like, I'm looking for the challenge. Like I want I want it to be hard. Um, And when when something's in front of me, and it's it's not easy like that's that's where i feel like the most growth can happen and that's what i'm attracted to and so that's the same thing with like getting in the community getting into you know doing a show like let's try to do a show like this is not easy doing a show you know every single week um you know during the season when i have all these other things going on um at the same time and so it's the fact that it is tough is like yeah let's try it and then like next year it's like okay can we do two shows now can we do another one? Like, like, you know, doing something else, you know, I was doing Eckler dome, my little, uh, streaming gaming show for a little bit too. So I feel like the way I approach it has allowed me to put out good energy. And I've been receiving that back, um, in different ways, just based off of results and man, it's, it's stacked up, right? It's cashing out dividends and we're going to continue to cash in and, uh, look, we'll run it back again next year. Hell yeah, man. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will be one of the first few picks off the board again um you know will i be rb1 that's a look dude i don't know man that's a great that's a a great question real question i i I guarantee you there will be debates i mean there's going to be plenty debates about whether you even take a running back first overall next year like maybe maybe it's justin jefferson you know after the campaign that he had i mean I think yeah. we are trending that way with certain, you know, wide receivers and the production that they're able to put up. Um, and I, I know that nobody's going to take nobody's going to take a quarterback first overall. So I, I've beaten this drum for no reason. It's like uh, nobody cares about this. But I mean, the way that like some of these quarterbacks are scoring points right now and the amount, the actual advantage that they give you, I think that's going to be a question. Like, can we start boosting those guys back up? But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I think you 
Luckily, mm-hmm. I don't have to publish my 2023 rankings uh, for quite some time. So I'm going to go ahead and punt on that question from myself personally. All right, all but, right. but I but I bet, I mean, I bet you'll at least, you, you can't be any lower than two behind like Christian McCaffrey. But I mean, because I mean, you know, you already know there's going to be OK. Is there going to be a production drop off? You know, like what's the situation there? Um, is there other running backs that are up and coming? You know, there's there's definitely been a few up and coming running backs, you know, that yeah. some young guys that have been showing out as well. Um, you know, I'm going into year seven, you know, so there's a little skepticism. Are you putting, but, are you putting yourself on like washed watch right now, bald Jesus? I mean, come on, no, man. I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> this is probably, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone that's like justifying why they shouldn't pick Austin. Like, why yeah. should you not pick him? And it's like, there's not a lot of, not reasons, a lot of reasons why, Yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't shown you any type of decline. I've actually only s- shown you acceleration. Um, which is crazy. Um, if I did that again next year, oh my goodness. That'd be awesome, yeah. Um, that's the plan anyway. Plan. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to to pass me. I will definitely be trading up to get myself this year. That's one thing. I've learned many things, but that's one thing I learned this year. I'm going to have to tr- I try to trade up um, and get myself because 22% of leagues or championships that have me, I'm just like, yeah, duh. Like, come on. Like, I mean, in my head, I'm like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but all right. There we go. Well, that that's one good lesson uh, learned from this past year. You know what? My lesson, especially particularly with your season, was patience sometimes pays off because I know I know this seems like ancient history. I, I talked about this on our on our week 18 recap show with Dalton that I know it's, it seems crazy to still say like, man, it's so insane that the Jags made the playoffs like they picked number one overall last year. It's like, well, we get it. That's old news. Or it's so crazy that the Seahawks made the postseason with Geno Smith and Russell Wilson navigated the Broncos to a, a poor season, whatever. Oh, that's so crazy. No, no, no. That's old news. But revisit your early season, Austin. I, I know that this seems like ancient history. Week one, 7.2 points. Week two, 9.4 points. Week three, 5.3 points. Uh, Austin Eckler, Eckler's edge mailbag panic questions that we got um probably 60.5 on a weekly basis about why is austin not why is this why why what about these other guys touch the ball right sometimes it pays off to be patient baby I, it's funny you say that because i always every once in a while um i'll get something that pops up either a comment or a dm or someone will put you know a, a little note in like I've, I've done some personalized videos on experience where it's like hey this guy traded me to you because he was he was tired of you um, after oh. week three, he <laughs> was, was tired of you and traded you away to me. And we won the championship. And I was like music to my ears, man. I'm like, That's yes, best, yeah. someone who believed who wanted to trade for me, got me. And uh, we took it all the way. So um, shout out to the believers that stayed with me. Um, Cause yes, patience, patience for sure. You know, and you gotta look, even when we get into next year, just understand as a player on every team in the NFL, our teams change so much. Um, you know, coaches, different players, different offenses, defenses, um, new chemistry um, that has to come in and be established. So, you know, if someone has a slow start, but they're still a solid player, like, ooh, ooh let's, yeah. let's hang out. Let's let's relax. Let's let the team try to establish some type of identity, right? And just don't be too quick to pull the trigger on trading those, that person. So something else you should, I take away from this. Especially, I guarantee you, whatever the person that traded you away got back in return, 
not equal, right? It's like and never no, no, no. not equal. Okay, like uh, what other running back could you have gotten? Unless you're in standard, you know. So uh, know. nobody. I don't know. Uh, probably not a good trade. So yeah, patience. Uh, patience and not selling guys like at their lowest points. Probably not a because hey, you don't need, like we talked about this on the show back then. You could be doing your job within whatever the offense was in that moment. And it just doesn't show up in the numbers, but then the numbers catch right. up. It's whatever, man. It, football's a football's a funny game. Fantasy is definitely a funny game. But uh, I, I think this was a great season. Obviously, look, I, I I'm just glad you had an incredible season. Uh, I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for everybody that had you on their team. Wish I had more Austin Eckler teams, but maybe next year, pal. Maybe next <laughs> year. We'll we'll see what happens. Let's bring it back to uh, real football here because you are uh, honestly gracious enough with your time to be doing this show. While you guys have some pretty big things coming up, uh, the Chargers have made the postseason, um, which is incredible. You guys clinched that spot up a couple weeks ago. We kind of already talked about that, but the playoffs are now officially on the horizon. You and Jacksonville got the uh, got the Saturday night spot. I'll be honest. I was a little surprised by that. Uh, they got the big billing for Saturday night. That's going to be pretty fun. Just give the listeners kind of like an expectation on how does like the atmosphere or vibe or prep of like playoff football differ from regular season football? Um, it, the preparation is no different, um, but the stakes are much higher, obviously, right? The stakes of the game, this is, Hey, you either win or, or you, you go home. Um, and you're not, you're not playing, you know, next week. So the preparation will be exactly the same. And the reason this is exactly the same is because we prepare every single game to the maximum, as far as knowing what we need to do, what to expect. Right. And you can only prepare so much. You can actually over-prepare. You don't want to do that where you're thinking too yeah. much. Um, so we put in this, the same type of preparation. It'll be the same thing this week. We'll just have one less day since we're playing on Saturday. Um, and so, like I said, it's just the stakes stakes are obviously way higher. And so really at this point in the season for us as players mentally, like we have to get ourselves ready to go. Like this is the time of year when you get into playoffs and when you get into any post regular season, anything this is where it really separates you as a competitor, right? Because you're probably sore, you know, mentally drained, physically drained. It's like, okay, what's going to separate you from everybody else? And this is going down to an individual aspect where it's like me, I'm coming in with a mindset where like my body is, is definitely sore, but it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, cause what the potential of, you know, the legacy that can be left behind, you know, the the impression and the journey that I'm going on with my teammates into the playoffs and the potential of, you know, going and playing in a Super Bowl is so, so great, so valuable. It's like my body can go come second, like my body comes second to life experiences. And so my mental is really kicking in during this time um, as far as staying mentally strong and pushing through all my bumps and bruises that I've had, you know, and endured and continue to deal with during this, you know, this, during this time going into the playoffs. Yeah, it was, you know, your teammate, former teammate, Philip Rivers, um, years ago, like put off an ACL surgery uh, go, and yeah. played on a torn ACL against, I believe it was the Patriots in a playoff game. Um, yeah. That's like an extreme example of that, but that's sort of the, the kind of the, the, the preparation part of it for me. Exactly, man. The body, the body really comes second in scenarios where you get like this because it doesn't come around often, you know, yeah. for, for some teams more than others. Right. But for me, I haven't played in the playoffs since 2018. And so this is another opportunity for me to go and continue to write my legacy um, and have that story, however far we go, right? Be like, hey, we did this, 
you know, like we did this, like this was how the season went. This is how I did. Um, and, you know, regardless you know, of what happens, if we win it all or we lose in the first round, like this is a postseason run that we made as a team. And we're, we're continuing to paint that picture right now. And that picture can be really vibrant or it can be short lived, you know. And so it's like, hey, I got to make sure I'm locked in. As far as, hey, I know my body hurts. I know everyone's body hurts, but I got to continue to go out and play at the highest level that I've been playing at, um, just like the rest of the season. Yeah, it's just, it's legacy building, right? Like this is where you can, this is where you add things to, you know, there there are guys that have these massive playoff games that aren't even great players. Like you're a great player. You, we just talked about the great season you've had, but like you do great things in the playoffs and guy, you know, you're remembered forever and ever and ever. I mean, I, I think of like a guy like Stefan Diggs, right? Like he's a great player right now, but back at like the kind of the, when his journey was sort of just taken off, he had that uh, Minneapolis miracle play uh, against the saints. Right. And like, he'll be remembered for that forever, even as he right. continues to stack greatness on, onto yes. himself. See, Matt, you get it. Like there's, there's tons of good players that retire every year that you just kind of, they just kind of dissipate. Right. Because they haven't made made that impression on you, you know. It doesn't have to always be football, but you know, in this sense, we're talking football. Um, it could be like something out in the, you know, something in motivation, some yeah. other way, something they do. But in this sense, like, like you think of Tom Brady, like this guy is a absolute legend in the postseason, right? So he separated himself. Like that's when he comes alive, and that's when he gets it done. Um, but there's so many good players that retire every single year that you wouldn't even know about because. They haven't made those runs. They haven't continued to build that legacy. And here's the thing. Not only are the stakes higher, but the exposure is higher because it's playoffs, right? Consolidated. All the media is getting consolidated, right? Mm -hmm. Into eventually two teams and eventually one team. And so the opportunity is off the freaking charts, man. Um, So stakes for everything, not just for playing, not for bonuses, you know, contracts, you know, off the field stuff, you know, impressions on the fans, like, Yes. Yes. Like this is what it's about right here. And so legacy building, man, for sure. I'm gassed up about this playoff, uh, playoff <laughs> Let's situ- go, like, man. situation, man. I mean, not obviously I'm, I'm excited for you guys. The entire playoff bracket is yeah. incredibly enticing. And it's crazy that this week, and I, this is particularly pertinent for, for you, every single playoff game, this wild card weekend is some sort of rematch. There's a lot of like, divisional games we got like dolphins and bills we got ravens and Bengals. i mean they just played last week not a lot of the ravens guys played so that's worth remembering but there's a lot of divisional matchups there's just teams that have seen each other already including chargers and jaguars you guys played in week three that feels like a billion years ago you guys got blown out yes. in sofi by the jaguars and this is crazy austin i i remember the narrative coming out of that game was Wow, Jacksonville is soaring. What's wrong with the Chargers? Eventually, Jacksonville, bro, like they hit their own snag, you know? Like they hit they hit a point where it's like, you know what? Never mind. They're not going to be that good. So that's just like the up and down of seasons. How much can we really take away from like previous matchups? Is it just, it, it, does it depend on when it happened or is it all just kind of come out in the wash because it's a new environment? Uh, you could, you definitely take stuff away from previous environments because you're playing the same people. Um, you know, it, it the schematics might be a little bit different. You know, who's there might be a little different. If someone came back off of injury or not, um, which is definitely the case for us. We have yeah. a lot of guys coming back off of injury that I don't think we had Corey that game. Um, I think, I think Will was starting at center there. Definitely didn't um, have, Ke- you know, Keenan. Um, yeah. He, he didn't play in that game for sure. Yeah. Herbert had Keenan, just gotten hurt in week two with the, with the rib injury. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we were going through some stuff then, and we're definitely a better team than we were week three, but I would probably say the same thing about Jacksonville as well. Right. They're definitely a better team than they were in week three. Um, and so there's definitely you can there's definitely things you can take away from, you know, who they are as, as players. Um, but really, it like the schematics, is are they going to be the schematics? Like those will play out themselves out, but really it comes down to guys making plays. And what that comes down to is fundamentals, energy, and who is hitting harder for the longest. Like that, that's what it comes down to when it comes to, to, to playoffs. Cause schematics, look, we all have good play calling. There's better here, better there maybe, but it comes down to how well you can execute these plays. Can you make a guy miss? Can you get in the right spot? Can we make the right throw? Can we protect long enough? You know, and then the opposite on the defensive side, right? Can we be in the right spots, cover guys up, get sacked, put pressure on the quarterback, uh, make it hard for the offense? And so, man, that's why playoffs, I think, is is so great because at this point, we're all banged up. It's like, man, you're giving everything on the line because you know that there's nothing else after after this. Everything mentally, everything physically, you're emptying the tank. You know, whatever was left, you pretty much empty tank every single week in this game because you have to. Um, but now this emphasized even more because the stakes are so much higher. Yeah, stakes are high, man. Um, I'm excited. This is Justin's first playoff game. Um, I'm sure that's yes, been like a yes. I'm just I want to speak on that real yeah, quick. Go for man, it. this guy, such a stud, man. And it's like, sheesh, it's taken us, you know, last year we were one game away. You know, we had the flipping game where 10 of us were out and we lost to the Texans. Um, yeah. who were having a struggling season. And then we, you know, come into the Raiders stadium and flip and go into the crazy overtime. And I was like, dude, this guy need this guy deserves to be in the playoffs. Like the he he is playing at that caliber of a level where it's like this guy, we got to get him there. Everyone else around him, we got to get him there because he's gonna give us a chance to get there, right? We have to execute around him. Um, so definitely proud. Uh, to get Jay Herb into the the playoffs for sure. Uh, you uh, guys got Justin Herbert in in his, his third year into the playoffs. Jacksonville got Trevor Lawrence in his second uh, season in the playoffs. Again, just insane after like the Urban Meyer show and everything else that went down uh, for Jacksonville last year that they're they're in this position. And I'm glad we don't have to, like some of the nonsense nonsense that we got from the peanut gallery about Justin Herbert. Like, well, he's never been in a playoff game. He's never played a playoff game. You know, we don't have to get that about Trevor Lawrence. Now we get that out of the way. But I mean, this is this that, you know, it all comes so often with media. It comes back to quarterbacks and narrative building. It comes back to quarterbacks. And this is a legacy building moment for both Justin and for Trevor Lawrence, like depending on who wins this game. 100%, 100%, man. Um, and like we talked about, like how much of that picture is going to be painted? Because if you if you get to see someone go and play two, three games in the postseason, right, that, that, that means more. It has so much more weight than if, oh, they got out in the first round and it was the first time going. It's like, oh, man, better luck next time, you know? So whoever, whoever comes out on top, right, it's going to be a battle. Uh, we know that. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's us, but like, I feel like, yeah, it just helps you continue to put a foot forward in front of another and get you established as one of the more dominant quarterbacks in the NFL, because that's what it comes down to. If you're going to be a dominant quarterback, you got to win in the postseason. Absolutely. And, um, you know, speaking of which Kansas city's got to buy, uh, for, you know, their number one seed again, and whoever wins this game could end up going and, and, and facing Kansas city, uh, you know, depending on how other things shake out, of course. And, whew, 
the dragon there in Kansas City and the Mahomes like just waiting to eat somebody up. I mean, that's the fun. Like I said, the AFC especially is going to be a really fun playoff bracket. Uh, for you, Austin, I hope uh, I hope the Chargers win this game. I hope we get to see you in another game. Uh, keep pushing forward, man. It's going to be really fun. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We'll hit a couple staples of the Eckler's Edge show before we wrap it up right after this. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Uh, all right, let's jump into some this or that matchups, Austin, um, because we were going to do this for Daily Fantasy last week. Obviously, didn't end up doing that. So let's do it for because people there are true sickos out there, Austin, that are like, you know what? Didn't get enough fantasy in the regular season. I can't watch these games and just enjoy it from a football angle. I gotta have some like money on the line. So we're gonna do we're gonna do that. For, we're gonna help people through some this or that debates. A here lot of people. It. A, a lot, lot of people gotta have money mind <laughs> i know yeah i saw a few people like yeah a few million people out there <laughs> and I, definitely i wouldn't say whether i'm a part of those people or not right right, right. <laughs> Just, some people out there I, people are people are saying somebody i know it's a few one of a friend friends friends cousins brothers <laughs> right, right. former roommate yeah anyways uh this or that let's start it with quarterbacks here debate number one for 20, and these are all Yahoo Daily Fantasy salaries here. Geno Smith at 24 bucks or Tom Brady at 24 bucks here in that's Geno Smith. Shout out, same salary as Tom Brady. Uh, you love to see it. Obviously, Brady mm. is going uh to face the Dallas Cowboys in Tampa, and Geno and the Seahawks will travel to San Francisco to face the 49ers. Ooh. Ooh. You know, first off, I'm still a little salty that. You know, the Bucks got in with a losing record. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, nine. Like, like what? Like, anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But I'm like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I know. Yeah, that, I mean, that we could do like a whole podcast <laughs> on on that nonsense. But does that make sense? Hmm. hmm. Um, it's always the NFC. Well, the Seahawks have done it before, but the NFC South did it recently with like the Panthers went in at seven, eight and one. But I'm telling you what, Austin, we say that 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 losing record team always went always wins one playoff game. It feels like always wins one playoff. game. Well, there you go. We're going with Tom Brady. How can you go against him? <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> I honestly I think I'm with you. You know, Dallas has um Struggled a little bit on uh, Jason Garrett, former Cowboys coach, was making a big deal about like the on-off grass splits, whatever for Dallas's defense. But there are just holes in that secondary right now. If you can get Brady enough time, we know he gets the ball out fast, and we saw what Mike Evans did in Week 17: three touchdowns, finally having that connection there. I think we see that a few times against Dallas. I think Tampa Bay wins one playoff game because, like I said. That is just always how it goes. So I'm with you with Brady. Uh, just a slight edge over Geno Smith. 49ers defense, by the way, is incredible. So I, I feel pretty good about taking Brady yes. there. Let's go to debate number two. How about these two guys for at 32 bucks? That's way more than the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, Daniel Jones at 32 bucks or BCB, our guy Brock Purdy, at 32 bucks <laughs> in Yahoo Daily Fantasy. <laughs> Brock Purdy, man. Okay, okay. This guy keeps hasn't showing lost up, yet. Huh? Hasn't lost yet. <laughs> You keep showing up, man. They're, they're, yeah, they're doing some things over there, man. They're on a roll. Sheesh. 
It doesn't seem whoever's at the helm there. They're getting it done. Um, who was the other one besides Daniel uh, Jones, Giants quarterback? They're they're no, again. They've this is another rematch. They faced the Vikings, took them down to the wire, eventually lost. Um, this game will be in Minnesota. Giants. Uh, they rested their starters last week, so not a ton to go off there. But dude, Daniel mm. Jones been incredible as a rusher uh, this year, uh, all, all year long, man. I'm going with Brock. I think he's got playmakers that regardless of where you get the ball, they're going to get the yak, man. They're going to get that yards after catch. They're going to make things happen. And I think his offense or his defense is going to continue to give him possessions. And um, yeah, I think they're going to be the ones that uh, come out on top in that one. So I think he's going to benefit from that. Yeah. This one I think is, is definitely a little bit more difficult than, um, you know, than the last debate we just had Daniel Jones, 18.4 points per game this year from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, When you just look at Brock Purdy, obviously he didn't start the entire season. Uh, 12.3 points per game for Brock Purdy, a little bit more like on the official side. I'll go, I'll go with Daniel Jones because of the rushing bonus uh, here. And I kind of, I kind of like the way, I just like the way the Giants are playing right now. I like I love Dable as a coach. I think they can get some uh, big plays on that Viking secondary there. Um, All right, let's, let's see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Let's go to the running back position here. A couple of under the radar guys here for our first debate: Christian McCaffrey at forty one bucks, or some Ooh. guy named Austin Eckler at thirty eight dollars. <laughs> Austin, Ooh. Austin, why don't you tell us which of these two backs you'd rather have in a daily fantasy lineup this weekend? <laughs> Wow. Well, uh, if I were picking, if Austin Eckler was picking myself, um, I would probably go with Austin Eckler um, because I can control that because I happen to be that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only thing I can control. Yeah, you, um, you ever however, heard people are calling I, him bald Jesus? I mean, so that's pretty bald, I'm going with bald Jesus. Um, look, <laughs> the Chargers need it. The tra- <laughs> The Chargers need a big game out of this guy. Um, You know, last time he played the Jags, he got bottled up. Um, So he's a little salty about that. I know the rest of his team is uh, as well. So we got Justin Herbert coming in, um, coming off of a couple hot games. We should have, you know, they should have won their last game against the Broncos, but his teammates were dropping too many balls and fumbled. But yeah, Ball Jesus got a redemption game against the Jags. First round of the playoffs. Christian definitely going to, you know, do his thing as well as he always does. As long as he's healthy, he's going to be consistent. He's going to make plays. Um, but Ball Jesus about to pop off for sure. Ball, well, hey, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go against <laughs> Ball Jesus uh, himself here. I mean, the Ball Jesus thing is, <laughs> is absolutely killing me. Last time uh, McCaffrey placed, uh, played the Seattle Seahawks was week 15. He had 26 carries, 108 yards. One touchdown. That was just a little light work on the ground. Six carries. Yeah, he, oh. I mean, my God. He also, by the way, he also caught six passes on eight targets oh. again. How oh. how how much how much pain is that guy in? Uh, in that after Look, that game, you know, some some guys are just built different. I'll say that. <laughs> he's t- he's a tough dude. That's for sure. It's because he gets all those no sports massages. Like he he t- he said that to me years ago. Yeah, maybe that's what I need more some more massages. I don't do any. I don't do any of that. Can I can I tell you uh, off the record here, Austin? Um, and this is on a podcast, so it's definitely off the record. I got a sports massage myself uh, a couple of a couple of about a month ago. Life changing experience. You should actually you you as a. I mean, I'm like a goofball who's you know lifting in my basement and doing like the Peloton and stuff. You yeah. as a professional athlete, I'd recommend it. But that's just you know you you, you take you don't need Appreciate to take it. my word for it. That's I've it. tried I've tried a couple times and it felt like eh. Uh, anyway, maybe it was for me. Just, I mean, literally a life changing experience. Uh, so much to the point that the guy I went to, he 
after it was over, he's like, well, you know, hey, happy holidays. If I don't see you again before Christmas, I'm like, let me tell you what, buddy, you're seeing me again before Christmas. That's I'll be back. I'll <laughs> be back. You don't have to worry about that. I, I'll nice. see you again. Anyways, I'm with you. I'll, I'll go. I'll go bald Jesus over uh, over Christian McCaffrey <laughs> there <laughs> for all the reasons that uh, BJ himself said. Uh, OK, debate number two at the running back position. These are the couple of like young studs that we've been talking about here. Uh, Travis Etienne at 22 bucks. Or Kenneth Walker, Seattle Seahawks at twenty three bucks. Obviously, ETN coming off a bad game, but has a, a good matchup against a team that's had some issues stopping the run this year. I won't name any names in the first round of the playoffs. And then Kenneth Walker, obviously tough matchup against the 49ers. but yeah. he's been he's been looking incredible lately the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he he's a stud, man. Kenneth Walker, the dude runs hard. He's fast, physical. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to, uh, be running into a, a brick wall over there in San Fran. Not saying he's not going to get through it. I think yeah. he's still going to have a successful game. Uh, I think it's just going to be a little bit, uh, tougher of a matchup for him just over time throughout the duration of that game. So I'm going to go with, uh, ETN on that one. I, I think I'm tempted to actually go Kenneth Walker, go on the other side there. Um, I think, okay. okay. I feel like if the. Jags are going to get this win against this team that shall remain nameless. I feel like it's going to have to come on the back of some big plays in the passing game. ETN's usage is just a little weird, too. I wish they used him more as a receiver. Not that Kenneth Walker gets a ton of catches either, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I love the way he's been running lately. I feel like he can rip off a couple of big plays. I'll, I'll go. I'll say that he's going to be – I think he gets over at least 80 yards on the ground this week, Kenneth Walker, which is kind of an aggressive prediction based on how the 49ers' run defense is played. Let's move on to wide receivers here. A couple of my guys here. Uh, Brandon Ayuk at 19 bucks or Christian Kirk at 18 bucks Again, Christian Kirk going against – uh, you guys, the Chargers, uh, but from the wide receiver standpoint, Kirk was one of the biggest values in drafts this year. He was wide receiver 11 uh, on the season. Ayuk, another big time value, was wide receiver 15. Neither of those guys, they were like barely top 30 receivers drafted this year. Again, shout out to me, a couple of my guys coming into this year. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm hoping we can I'm hoping we can bottle up uh, Christian a little bit, you know. Um, hoping our defense comes back alive and uh, is is not letting us get dunked on in the in the deep part of the field, as Coach Staley would say. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with you know Brandon Ayuk because I gotta I gotta tell our defense man like come on man like nothing nothing deep this week, bro. Um, they're gonna have a lockdown this week, so yeah, Ayuk he can go do his thing this week. I'll also take Ayuk number one for the brand number two because he had kind of the lowest actually had his worst game of the season two catches for 19 yards against the Seahawks earlier in that week 15 game when Chris McCaffrey had 26 damn carries I wonder why the passing game didn't pop off maybe because the running back had 26 carries um, but I think Ayuk has just been played extremely well this year he's a guy that can beat you short deep intermediate fantastic route runner one of the most underrated route runners in the NFL right now I'll take Ayuk there for 19 bucks last one Little value receiver discussion. Josh Palmer at 15 bucks of the LA Chargers or Tyler Boyd, 14 bucks, Cincinnati Bengals going against the Baltimore Ravens. I have I have not been following Tyler Boyd at all this season. Yeah, me neither, uh, really. <laughs> and then I guess it really comes out to I think what happens with uh the injuries on our team this year or this this week. Um obviously everyone knows that Mike had something going down um uh, with him in the last game. Uh I think that will determine, you know the playing time of, of Josh, you know, if he gets a little bit more, a little bit less would probably be based off of that. So I would be following that story. Um, if I were going to make a decision on that one and if, you know, depending on how that plays out, um, 
then I would probably go with Mike if he if he was looking like he's not playing. If he is playing, I'm probably going the other way. I don't know. Yeah, five catches for 51 yards for Tyler Boyd in Week 18, and you know that was with uh, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase both out there. I really like the way um, that Cincinnati's passing game profiles against the Baltimore pass defense. So I kind of think either way, I might go Tyler Boyd uh, in this one, just because I expect him to put up a lot of points. And obviously, if Mike Williams is out there, you know, almost kind of even regardless if Mike Williams is there or not, like you still have Keenan Allen, you still have you, you know, eating up targets there for for Josh Palmer to kind of compete yeah. with. So I think I'll go with Tyler Boyd on that one. All right. Austin, let's finish this up with a few mailbag questions. Last one of the season, man. We we hit, I put out a call out for some good questions here to end. The people came through. Uh, so let's hit these real quick uh, last time before we get out of here, man. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. First one in comes from Zane. Is Austin aware of his role on Pat Corain's $2 million Best Ball Mania 3 team? And if so... How does he feel about it? Well, I'll, to, I'll to answer the first part. Austin is aware because I mentioned this to him uh, uh, when we were uh, right before the Bills-Bengals game, which, of course, eventually ended up getting canceled. And therefore, Pat Crane held his – Pat Crane is a writer for Roto World. Uh, he won a $2 million best ball uh, tournament with, like, a bunch of people in it, and you were a big catalyst for it, Austin. You know, it would be actually really interesting to have some type of – you know, like calculator of how much has been won off of each of our performances. You know, I think that would be super interesting, you know, whether it's just like the one like prop bets or, you know, if you're on a part of a team, stuff like that. But yeah, I was aware of that. Someone, some people hit me up and actually it made like a little video for him because that's the most I've ever heard anyone win off of, you know, me being on their team. Yeah. So I gave him a little, I gave him a little shout out uh, for, because she, two mil, are you kidding me? Two mil, dude. I mean, sheesh. Oh, that's some life-changing money right there. And I don't care who you are, um, how much money you make. So yeah, that is definitely incredible. Um, and you know, hopefully uh spends spends those earnings well. Yeah, uh austineckler.com if you'd like to make a donation to the Austin Eckler Foundation with some of that two mil. Uh, right. No, if you want, yeah, if you want to help the community a little bit more. But for real though, shout out to Pat. He's a great he's a great fantasy analyst. He's a great um great dude in general, just a good guy, a good guy in the community. So it was a cool it was cool to see that happen to you know, to one of us, kind of one of a, one of us goofballs doing this professionally. That was pretty cool to see. Um, I'll was, tell that you one, was that the one that you were in? Oh, no, 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 no. That's that was Scott. The- I'm not I'm not in uh, in the best ball streets on on this particular platform because uh, ah. yeah, we got some got, there's some conflicts there. Ah. Uh, yeah, that, that competitive platform. Huh? Yeah, competitive platform there. Um, OK, we've had I mean, we've had Josh Norris from Underdog on on the show before. But I mean, I can't uh, I can't be playing in these tournaments. That would uh might all right, be, all right, you're right. You're might right, be a right. violation of the of the contract on my end, Austin. So. They they got exclu- they got exclusivity on you. Well, you know that's another that's another topic. For all right, all right, don't discuss the, the contract. <laughs> but I'll tell you, you what, got, though. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what, though. If I, <laughs> I win a two million dollar tournament, I'm not, I'm not showing up for work. Maybe at least for the next couple of days. <laughs> oh come on, you love this. You can't get away from this. I know. No, you're right, dude. Yeah. dude you're so right. I, I would win two million dollars. <laughs> I'd be back at the desk like charting receivers yep. the next day. tomorrow, the next morning. <laughs> There's something wrong. There's, there's something wrong with me. I got. I got to get a life. Uh, or I, I just really. I, lo- just, I love what I do. All right. Uh, anyway, this hey, next question. That's a good thing. That's a good. It's thing. a good thing. It's a good thing. This next question from Ryan, as a fellow alum of Western uh, in Gunnison, Colorado, I'm curious what it was like playing football for a small school, especially compared to some of your teammates like Herbert, who went to Oregon. Do your teammates even know where Gunnison is, Austin? No, 0% of them know where Gunnison is. <laughs> I don't know where and is. just the funding, the funding is the main thing, right? Like 
D2, oh, I, I lied. One teammate does because we used to play each other. That's Morgan Fox. We used to oh, play nice. each other. He was in my same conference. He played at CSU, uh, CSU Pueblo. Um, but in Division Two, like, I had to like fundraise $300 every year to pay for my equipment. Like, Jeez. you're not doing that at any D1 school. Like, at during like off season, like we didn't have to stay around campus. You know, like we could go home. We could, you could go. You can go back to your parents' house or whoever you wanted to go for the entire off season and just come back in the fall and get ready to play football. Um, we didn't. We didn't have like a plane. We drove everywhere. We drove the furthest time. Or the first dur- duration that we drove was to Humboldt, California. It was a 25-hour bus ride. Um, it took us. We did the t- trip there in three days, and then after the game, we did it in one day. <laughs> we went straight back. Just switched bus drivers. Went straight back. 25 hours on a bus. We don't have our own like table. Like we just had like the general population table. We didn't have like protein sh- shakes like in our you know, weight room and stuff like that. Like we had to buy our own stuff like that. So like we had to buy our own shoes if you wanted extra shoes. Like D2 life is so much different than D1 life. And they have no idea where Gunnison is. Gunnison even being even smaller with 2,300 students um, and really being more like an outdoor rec school, like skiing and, you know, fishing, things like that. Yeah, the support for, you know, mainstream sports is very limited. So yeah, it was it made me the person that I am. So I am very thankful for the opportunity and it makes me appreciate the things that I have now being at the professional level. So I am very fortunate for the experience. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely night and day difference between D1 and D2. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like what I said earlier about, you know, these narratives that over the course of the season, it gets kind of tired, but it's still crazy to think about. That's cr- It's crazy to think about like you on a bus going 25 hours or whatever, uh, you know, doing <laughs> fundraising yep. for your own equipment and stuff. And now you're literally Austin Eckler, you know I mean? That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, it's, it's taken a long time to build up to this, you know, and that's something that I, I try to remind people. Um, and I try to remind people by saying like, look, look, take it, take it slow, take it, be brick by brick, be consistent and continue just to try to add value to your life. Because now people see a, a, fin- a more of a finished product from what I was in the past, or they meet me now, like, oh, you have all these things going on, but it's like, it didn't used to be like that, right? It's been, you know, things that are very simple, being consistent, you know, adding value, meeting people, increasing my knowledge, trying new things, doing that over and over and over again. And now you see, you know, the work of art that is being created in front of you now today. Yeah, the work of art of like ball know, Jesus, th- uh, ball Jesus, three hundred billion <laughs> fantasy points or whatever. So uh, yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh, years, years to paint up to that. All right, next question here. Um, this is from I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Aditya. What do you think of the decision of Coach Staley to play the starters uh, for most of the game in Week 18 and his explanation for it, Austin? That's a tough question here. Not not as feel good. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: when when you're in a position of of decisions for anything you have to make them and there's going to be times where it's going to be tough where some people might see it one way some people might see it the other some people are going to be salty like you can't you can't please everybody especially when you have the tough decision that's what makes this tough decision tough um and so coach daly was presented with one of those and you know i can see both sides um whether i sit on either side bro i'm gonna go out there and play that's that's where i sit on you know i have other teammates that might think otherwise but for me i'm like whatever coach is saying obviously we have to go out and do because he's the one leading uh, captain in our ship um and he made a decision that he wants his he wants his guys to go out there and play you know and for me sure let's go out there and play you know like 
you're never expecting, you know, I know there's the risk, you know, people getting hurt. People do get hurt. You know, obviously, you know, Mike got banged up that game. Not good. It's not good if anyone gets hurt ever. And so, sure, you could have avoided that, but it's like, you know, we, we were out there. We got a whole nother week of, of playing. We're continuing to see and see our team. I, I honestly think it was a, a blessing for us because our defense was getting dunked on. Mm. Um, and offensively, we had two turnovers, you know, that cost us points. And it's, I think it was a reminder. I think there was, you know, um, some lessons in that lessons in that it's like you guys you can't just show up and go out there and play you guys got to bring it you can't you cannot play sloppy um and so i think it was actually beneficial for us that we went out there because it showed it reiterated that you cannot go out there and play sloppy and just expect and expect to win the game that's not how this this league works um you know we're playing the broncos who've been struggling all year and we're supposed to be going on the streak and playing you know at a certain high level and we didn't go out there and do that and guess what we got beat so take that and go into the first round of playoffs knowing that yeah, how do you think we're going to respond? Now it's us to go out there and respond. And uh, so I'm, I'm appreciative that we went out there and played because I think we had a good message from just that the way we did play and the way it turned out. I feel like this week has, especially what happened on Sunday Night Football with the Lions and the Packers, like it should completely take like the idea of, quote, nothing to play for and just throw it, put it in the rocket and shoot it into the sun. You know, like, I mean, the, I couldn't tell cannot tell you Austin how many people said this week, like, Oh, but if the Seahawks win earlier, the lions will have nothing to play for on Sunday night against Packers. Like, have you, are you kidding me? They have nothing to play for. Like, do you think them bouncing Rogers out of the playoffs is nothing? You think them putting momentum into their off season, like on the positive side from what we, you just talked about, like negative side, the, the positive side there, you think that's nothing like, all every one of these games means something, and obviously, any like you said, anybody can get hurt anytime. There's always second guessing to have there, and you know, sure, the other decision maybe is the right decision too. But there's always benefit to to going out there and experiencing it. I I think. Yeah, and so I mean, regardless of how it played out, I'm gonna try to find the positive and run with that, right? If we would have set out, I'd be sitting here saying like, hey, yeah, we're well rested. We're going into this this week. You know, we got our guys. You know, with a week of rest more than usual, and so we should be coming out fresh. You know, that's, that would be my message. So th- there's benefits in both, right? Like, and so I take those and, and run with them because if I get sit here and caught up in the negative and then like, I'm not trying to go down that path. Nah. Let me just try to find out the value in what we're doing and then use that to continue to help us moving forward. Well, there you go. All right. Last question here before we get out of here from our good friend, Daniel sent in a bunch of questions. Uh, we appreciate it, Daniel. Austin and Matt. Wow, I got addressed here. That's nice. Uh, thank you for hey. both. <laughs> thank you both for the and the whole Eckler's Edge and Harmon's Hedge team. Uh, for an, I added that one on myself for an entertaining <laughs> season. Austin, you're my uh, all around MVP. You won my fantasy matchup and you helped carry my bolts uh, throughout this injury plague season for us to finally reach the playoffs. For my question, as the league looks at potentially starting franchises abroad, which international city would you most like to play against or watch? None. <laughs> None. None, bro. Oh, look, the international games, I feel like are, are okay every once in a while. But if, uh, and I just like, I think it's just too inconvenient. Like the, yeah. the inconvenience of the, the time change and that having that be a regular thing now for playing that once a year. It's like, oh, now I'm going to go with this 12 hour time change game or super difference in elevations. Um, if we're playing like in Mexico City, where it's like seven thousand or eight thousand feet, you know, two thousand feet higher than Denver, I think it's just nah, nah. Like I said, every once in a while it's okay, but the inconvenience of doing that, and then that, where does that team play? Their home games is it like half and half, and then they stay in the states for half the game, and then go back for half the game. Like I, I just don't, 
I wouldn't want to be on that team. Let's just say that I would not go play for them. You know, I'm I'm in year se- going into year seven after this year. So at this point, I want to stay kind of rooted here in the, in the states. So uh, I think it would be hard to actually get people to commit to move their entire family. You get them, but um, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm not feeling the the entire move as far as uh, abroad. Well, uh, Austin, allow me to be the one to put a positive spin on this question to end it like you put a positive spin on the last one. All right, what you got? At least when you do have to travel to Mexico City, you don't have to take a 25-hour bus ride there anymore. At least you don't have to do that. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to have to take a boat to the UK. <laughs> All right, uh, Austin, you uh, you got starboard. You know we we need you uh, we need you rowing pretty hard on this one. Right, uh, right, right, right. We we'll take shifts. We'll get there. Uh, oh my god, we'll we'll get there. Maybe by this, if we if we leave right now, maybe we'll get there by the start of the twenty twenty four season. Uh, right, you know, right. We, That'll be the first game of that, and then you know we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> Can you believe people like that? I just read this book about my family history coming over from like the from germany in like the 1700s and it was just like well we got to leave our entire life behind and uh you know immigrate to america and hopefully we don't die on the boat ride over there because that's going to take half a year so you're at the mercy of the of the sails and the water you know like wow i mean that that's relevant i see i just made this connection that's relevant to to a lot of our lives right we put up these sails right and we're trying to go in a certain direction but sometimes the waves are choppy and there's wind going sideways and there's things in the water and there's disease and there's all this stuff that comes at you man and you get blown all over the place you know and sometimes <laughs> you end up in the spot you wanted to but sometimes you don't you know and so look we're trying to put up our sail and try to direct ourselves in a way that we can as much as we can but there's so many factors that play into just life football all of this, man, that you have to keep an open mind and really just, you have to go with the flow sometimes. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and then you try to, you try to adjust from there. Um, and so, you know, ending, ending with this, that, you know, going with the flow, if you want to, if you want to win next year in fantasy, if you want to go with the flow and make sure you're in a position, you should probably get ball Jesus on your team. <laughs> um, Austin Eckler, <laughs> let's run it back again, man. 2023. Uh, let's get it done. Let's get it done, man. <laughs> well, Hey, I think that's a perfect uh, bow to put on season two of Eckler's Edge, first time of it being its own full-time podcast. Austin, I want to thank you for doing this show with me every single week. It was great, man. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and as much as I know the listeners did. Um, This was great, man. It was a big part of making the season fun for me. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise. Look, you know, my mission really always trying to continue to expand my value and be a part of more than just myself. Um, And this is a big part of that. And so I appreciate you, Matt, stepping in this week, this year as the co-host and to everyone behind the scenes running it back. Hell yeah. Um, It's been it's been a pleasure, boys. Well, I know we're scheduled to talk to you again in, you know, in, in February for the Super Bowl. Hopefully we'll be doing it. You know, uh, we'll you can sneak week us in before like a Super Bowl practice uh, for the Chargers. Look, we gotta take it one week at a one time. One week at a time. One week at a time. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I get it. Getting ahead of <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves is my job. You stay. There you go. You stay week to week. I'll try to get ahead of myself here. Uh, but now nah, this is great, Austin. I appreciate it. Of course. Hopefully we could do this again next year. All the things. It's been great, man. I uh, really enjoyed it. I hope everybody else had a blast this year too both listening to this show and having bald Jesus on your fantasy team. If you'd like to, I mean, we, I, we should probably stop that. Yeah, we got it. like, ah, let's just, yeah, we should probably, hopefully that was, uh, that was the last one. We did it. For yeah, this, last one. Okay. Last we one. did it for this, this episode. We did it for this show. That's mm-hmm. great. 
But now we've gone. Go. Too, now we've gone too far. We we back to Austin Eckler. There back you go. to just Austin Eckler. Uh, you know the the Eckler Dome. Other bald yes, puns. The Eckler, the Eckler Dome. Other bald puns, but not that one. That one is officially retired. Okay, that's in the past. We're yeah, moving we forward. Uh, if you'd like to follow Austin Eckler, you can do that on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can also follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there. For God's sakes, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I'll be back tomorrow with Scott Pianowski with our year-end fantasy awards. Until then, we're out. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.